What is a cowboy? It's not about hats and horses. Cowboy is about courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And when you put those things together, it spells Christ. And that's what being a true cowboy is all about, riding for the Lord. My name's Kevin Weatherby, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. You just sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride with the Lord. We're breaking lots of barriers today. I can break the barrier up here. I wouldn't advise y'all breaking the barrier out there, okay? Jared talked about the question that I asked on the internet yesterday about, I posted on there and I said, speaking only for yourself and nobody else, if there has been a time, whether it's right now or sometime in the past, that you did not attend church, what was that reason? Anybody want to take a guess at what the number one reason by far was the reason that over 125 people posted on the internet, told everybody that they don't go to church for one reason, the people that are in the churches right now. Starting today, we're going to go for probably about six weeks, and we're going to try to break the barrier of people not coming to church for whatever reason. There's tons and tons of excuses, but the number one reason why people don't go to church is the people that are already going. They don't like it. You ask somebody, you say, well, you know, do you, uh, do you go to church? And, and usually you'll get responses like this, well, blah, 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 I believe in God, but I don't go because of gossip wrapped up like a prayer request. Or it's blah, 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 I believe there's a God, but I don't go because of judgmental people. Or blah, 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 I believe in God, but I don't go because of all the hypocrites. You know what I've got to say out to all of that? Those butts stink. I told you I was going to tie it in. Before I address those stinky excuses, though, I need to say something to the church. So I'm going to cut straight to the cheese, okay? I mean, Chase, although these are poor excuses for not going to church, they are valid. Can you have a poor excuse that's still valid? I mean, if, if my son doesn't feed the dogs because he was asleep, it's a poor excuse, but it was a valid one. He can't feed the dog when he's asleep. Just because it's a poor excuse, it can be a valid excuse. The first thing they say is, I don't like to go to church because of all of the gossip. People in there just talking about everybody. And you might not always hear the gossip, but make no mistake, gossip is the silent but deadly killer of churches. <laughs> Y'all are killing me! God, my, my wife is the only one that got that. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, how many times have you, have you seen the prayer chains? Oh, we need to play, pray for, you know... Sister, whatever, she's, and then you launch into everything that she's ever done wrong in her entire life. Go ahead and call Mildred and tell her, or call Frank and let him know. Seriously, it's a problem. Holding people accountable. You know, a, a lot of times, that, that's the big thing in church, right? Well, we're churchgoers, and we're supposed to hold people accountable. It's not gossip if it's a fact. How many times have you heard that? Now, I'm not trying to gossip, but this is, this is a fact right here. 
And you know that gum good and well, that's exactly what it is, is gossip. But the Bible says that we need to pray for people. That's what you say whenever I'm talking to a church and I say, you know what, there, there doesn't need to be any gossip, no prayer chains, no nothing, blah, blah, blah. People say, but the Bible says that we need to pray for people. And that's exactly right. I don't discount that whatsoever. I agree with that 100%. But you can pray without knowing and spilling every little detail. Do you think that for your prayer to be ineffective, that you have to know the dirtiest, nastiest secret about somebody, and if you ask somebody else to pray for them, that it is your duty and your responsibility to pass it on? No, not at all. But the Bible says that we need to pray for people. Well, that's true. The second reason they said is because of the hypocrites in the church. The do as I say, not as I do. And you know what? I'm not going to go into all of that. But I did find it interesting that, and, and I don't go into the old Greek and stuff like that. I usually leave that to Buddy because he's smarter than I am. But uh, the word hypocrite actually meant is an actor that plays two parts. He may play the hero and the villain. And so whenever they were writing the New Testament, when they talked about hypocrites, a hypocrite back then didn't mean it, but everybody knew what they were talking about. Playing two sides at the same time. Two different faces. These are the people, the hypocrites. The people that are somebody different on Monday than they were on Sunday. Those people were the people that Jesus reserved His harshest talking to's. Does that work? Talking to's, I think. But everyone makes mistakes, right? And I'm sorry, let me, let me just interject here for a minute. Every stinking one of us has been a hypocrite at some point in time. Not a single one of us is perfect, and I'm not saying that. But we do, as the church, we do need to strive to be the same person on Sunday that we are on Monday. As a matter of fact, I'd rather you be good at Monday through Saturday and come in here and act like a heathen, really. I'd rather you be better out there than in here. But everyone makes mistakes. It ain't a mistake if you're putting on a church face for Sunday, though. We don't need to be doing that. You can come in here just as you are with the baggage that you have, and we're we, we going to just ride with you anyway because all of us have been there. The third thing that they were talking about people, the reason that they don't go to church is because of the judgmental people. They think everybody's looking down their nose. And I'm sorry, but it, there, there are churches out there that do it. Y'all have probably been to some of them. I've been to some of them. You should have seen me. One time we was at, uh, me and uh, a good friend of mine had the, the local association ask us to come in and tell people about Cowboy Church. Shoot, yeah. And they're like, well, you're not going to wear your hats and boots, are you? <laughs> if you want me to come, I am. And they're like, well, you know, that's really not... And I was like, look, I'm not going to be somebody different in your church than I am in mine. Now, I'll take my hat off. You know, that, that's no problem, but I'm still bringing it. And so we went walking in there, and it was a Sunday afternoon. I had my spurs on. We go jink jinking in there, and we sat in the back row. And anyway, I got to go up there and talk, and I came back down, and uh, nobody even clapped for us. When we got done, there was about this many people in there, 
and people were singing praise songs and hallelujahs and everything. And then I got up there and talked about how we was reaching cowboys and those that had been hurt by the church. And we're not better than anybody else. We're just reaching a different segment of people. And we asked for your prayers. And you know what they did? Nothing. They didn't say a word. So I chink, chink, chinked off of there. And as I was sliding in the pew, I, you don't wear spurs in a nice church. I accidentally put a gouge about that far down one of those nice pews, and about three people turned around and said, Logan, let's get out of here. So we left. But seriously, judge, judgment has no business in a church. No business on looking at lost people. I don't care if they come in with holy blue jeans or, or shorts or whatever. I don't care. I really don't even care if they're sagging a little bit. <laughs> but I will carry a hot shot. If you want to belong to a highfalutin social club, go join a country club, not a church. This group of people that God has called us to is the dirtiest, honorous, most rambunctious group of knuckleheads you'll ever be around. You're sitting next to some honorary people, men and women. And amen. Most of the time, the backgrounds of these people that comprise the church aren't much different than the background of the folks at the bar, the gentleman's club, the casino, or the team roping. And if that bothers you, get used to it. Because that's who we're after. The lost, not the saved. The saved are already going to heaven. Our job is to gather those that might not be and tell them that they can go with us. The next time you're feeling mighty righteous, just turn to Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 through 23. A fellow walked up to Jesus and said, Hey, amigo, what kind of good deeds do I have to do to get an eternal job on the boss's place? Why are you asking me about good things? Jesus replied, There is only one that fits the word good. If you want an eternal place on the ranch, you must hold to all of the commandments. Which ones in particular? The fellow asked. Jesus said, don't kill, don't fool around on your spouse, don't rob, don't lie about other folks. Respect your mom and pa and take care of your neighbors better than you take care of yourself. Well, I've done all these things, the rich fellow said. Is there anything else? Jesus kind of half smiled and said, if you want to get an eternal spot on the ranch, go and give everything you got to those that don't have anything. By giving everything you have away, you will receive much more in heaven. Then when you're done... Come and ride with me. When the rich fellow heard this, he hung his head and walked away, unwilling to do as Jesus asked. Jesus told his cowboys, It's tough for a rich man to get an eternal spot on the ranch. It's probably easier for a bull to give birth to a coyote than a rich man to enter the forever pastures. I wonder how many of those rich, falutin' people in their, in their fancy suits and everything looking down their nose have ever read that part. Now I guarantee you, if you go and you sell everything that you have and you live out there on the street and sleeping in the grass and down by the creek and all that, you can come in here and judge, but you start with me. But I can guarantee you, if you've given your life up that much for God, you ain't going to be judging nobody. You're going to be loving on them. We don't need to be judging. Not one little bit. People need to be held accountable, though. The Bible does say that we can judge those in the church. It does say it. 
But let me tell you something about that judgment. Holding someone accountable should break your heart and should never be done without tons of prayer and tons of, of thinking about it. It's never one of these things where right then God has suddenly spoke to you and you know exactly what to say to somebody. Now, if you go home and you pray about it for a week or you pray about it for a couple of days and, and God tells you to say something, well, then by all means, I guess you can go say something. But I really don't think, you know, uh, Christians hate it when other Christians sin differently than they do, don't they? Think about that. Holding someone accountable should break your heart, not give you some sort of juvenile satisfaction. So let's talk about this. I posted a question. And people said the number one barrier to people attending church wasn't God. It wasn't anything like that. It was the people inside. The gossipers. If you're a gossiper, stop it. Seriously. And that's, that's tough. That's double tough. If you're a hypocrite, stop it. If you're judgmental, stop it. Now, I've been pretty rough on the church now it's time to talk to those that are making the excuses. Hey, this is Kevin. Before we go any further with this, I mean, I know that so far, you know, we've laughed a little, and but it's been tough. But just for a second here, I want to introduce you to a, to a good friend of mine. I didn't know him before Save the Cowboy, and his name is Ty Weber. He's the real deal. He's a buckaroo from Montana and a, a great dad and a great cowboy and a good husband and, and all of that stuff. But, you know, you're out there listening on the radio, and you might be thinking that you're the only one. Well, you're not. There are people that their lives are being changed. And just for a moment, I wanted to let you know that you're not alone. And so take a listen to Ty's testimony here, and, and I think that you can see the genuineness of his heart as he speaks. Here's Mr. Ty Weber. I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember, um, but I was the type of Christian that had to be drugged to church by my ear, kicking and screaming, and uh, I didn't really understand what what being a Christian meant. I I believed in God and Jesus, but <clears throat> I wasn't living the life that a Christian. Meant. There's a there's kind of a basic horsemanship philosophy where uh, you try to get. Well, it's not only horsemanship, but it's it's cowboy, it's cattle, it's dogs, it's everything we work with daily. Where if you can get the the critter to want to do what you want them to do, there's no struggle. It's, it's life is pretty peaceful. If you can if you, if you want those cattle to get in the trailer, go through the gate. You, you got to figure out a way to get them to want to do that, and then, and then it, it's pretty pretty easy, pretty easy on everybody. So uh, Kevin Weatherby has figured out how to do that with people. He's, 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 he's set it up, and because he is a cowboy and understands that, he's set it up to where there's no forcing, there's no pushing, there's no, it's, it's just, it's leading. It's, it's, he's figured out a way to get me to want, not only to go to church, but to want to expand that and, and, and do more of the things Jesus asked us to do in our life. Um, this, this is a simple concept, but it's definitely not easy to apply. Um, but, you know, he's got me started. I, I got a long way to go, but 
but me and just getting started has been unbelievable. And uh, so I invite you to to join, come out, get on either the radio uh, radio station or the website, or come join the church because uh, I think you can probably find a way to 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 be the kind of Christian that wants to go out and help people, wants to grow in their faith, wants to to become a better person, and wants to go to heaven. So I appreciate it. If you would like to have your testimony on the radio or maybe you just want to let us know what's going on in your life, feel free to contact us. You can do that off of the website, www.savethecowboy.com. And I'd like to invite you, you know, if you're ever wondering what everybody's laughing about and everything whenever you see this, please, we broadcast live every Sunday at 10.15 a.m. Mountain Time. And we would love to have you. You can chat with me beforehand. You can chat with me after. Uh, you know, if you want to see what Save the Cowboy is all about, we, in, uh, we invite you to join us. So back to the second part of Breaking the Barrier, the People. Riding in God's green pastures, I want you to picture this. And I'm sorry if, if, if you're watching on the internet and you've been burned by a church and everything, I am not picking on you. I've just let the church body have it. But you're not going to get off that easy either. Because the people that use excuses like that, that's like riding out across the pasture and refusing to ever go in again because they saw a cow turd in there and it was just ridiculous. You know what? It doesn't matter where you go. Every rose has its thorns. You want to talk about being judgmental? You judge the entire church by probably one, maybe two people. We've probably got 250, 300 people packed in here. And I guarantee you, anytime you get more than about four, there's an ornery one that is going to get on somebody's nerve. Get over it. But I don't want to sit in the same building as them. I ain't going to be associating with all them hypocrites and gossipers and better than me's and all of that. Well, I bet if one of those hypocrites walked into a cafe where you were eating, you wouldn't get up and leave. What's the difference? Is there one? No. That butt stinks. But I don't like all the gossip. Isn't it funny how it's only gossip if it's about you? Anybody ever seen that? Well, you know... Nobody likes gossip about them, but it's not gossip if, if we're talking about somebody else. Your butt stinks too, people. And I'm not talking to the church now, I'm talking about people that ain't going. So what do we actually say when we invite someone to church? Because that's what I'm talking about. We've been, we've broken a lot of barriers today, but I'm telling you folks, there's an epidemic in this country there's an epidemic of churches being holier than thou's. They don't want those rambunctious. They don't want the drug dealers. They don't want the gang bangers. They don't want that guy that gets drunk every single night coming in their church. We do. They've got a spot right here. So what do we say? When you go up to somebody and you say, you know what? I want you to come to save the cowboy. They talk about farting. Not really. I want you to come with me to church. What if they say something along the lines of, well, I, I don't like to be around gossipers. I don't like to be around uh, 
all those holier than that. Good grief, did you see that? It just burned my retinas out. Everybody's a blinking dot now. So what do you say to them? Because we've all done it. Hey, man, why don't you come to church? I ain't going to no dadgum church. All it is filled with hypocrites. What do you say to those people? Well, I thought long and hard about this. Believe it or not, what I'm fixing to tell you took me longer than the entire sermon put together. I prayed all night long for several nights. Now, I was asleep too, but I just mean, I, if I woke up, I'd start praying about it. I mean, if I had a spare second, I was like, Lord, what am I supposed to tell them? Because I don't want you to leave here just with a giggle in your pocket. I want you to leave here with something that you can do to help spread the gospel. Are you ready for the answer? Have you figured it out yet? What do you say to those people? Your butt stinks. You think I'm joking. I am. You don't have to say that. Seriously. This is what I came up with. You lean in, and in a quiet voice, you say, that's just an excuse to make yourself feel better. You know it, I know it, and God knows it. But you're still welcome at Save the Cowboy. There's no use in quoting Bible verses or anything like that. Shoot straight with them. Because that's what we need today in, chur in, in churches and gathering the losses for people to shoot straight. It's an excuse. But it's also not an excuse for churches to act horrible and put up barriers where people don't want to come in. And I just want to thank y'all because we have done no advertising whatsoever in nearly two years. And everybody here is here probably because somebody invited them. So thank y'all very much for spreading the gospel in Elbert County, Colorado. And from South Dakota down through Kansas, I mean, there's just tons of people. People are watching on the internet right now from Montana to Georgia and everywhere. You're making a difference in people's lives. Continue with that. I'm proud of you, and God's blessing you, I can tell. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Hey, God, we just want to thank you for everything that you've done for us, and we just ask for continued help in helping us gather these lost mavericks that are out there. And, Lord, I just want to say thank you for these great people that you've brought here today. Lord, I just ask that you continue to lead them, guide them, love on them, and show them the way. In your name I pray. Amen. You know, this old world is full of tough trails and scary switchbacks. Our prayer is that God spoke to you today through His Word. If you heard God talking to you, just get on the internet and visit us at SaveTheCowboy.com. We're trying to reach every corner of the globe wherever there might be a cowboy or cowgirl that needs to hear God's Word in a way that they can understand. But we can't do that without your support. You can become a saddle partner with us at our website, www.SaveTheCowboy.com. Or contact us at 303-621-0133. Get out there and do what God's telling you to do. This program was brought to you by Western LLC, facility development for the oil and gas and aviation industries across the western United States. Reach them at westernllc.net. Also by the good folks at Integrity Auto Repair in Kiowa, Colorado. 
and Comanche Creek Enterprises. Contact them today for no-till drilling and burrowing rodent control. 